I'm Biggles. I'm Ralph. And I'm 1.21 gigawatts! 1.21 gigawatts! And this is... Damn it. (laughs) Professional do X. Love it. We're down to a month now, so we have one chance to impress each other a month, and this is what happens. That is why you need to prepare before you do a goddamn podcast, rather than just trying to do it off the cuff. So is this recording now? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> this, this has not been the most professional start to our podcast. But then again, when is it ever? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thanks. thanks, Martin. Thanks for that, yeah. Hello, Lethal listeners. Hello. To uh, March's Lethal Watching. Is it March's Lethal Watching? Yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah, it'll be March. It'll be March. It'll be the podcast for March. Uh, the second one of the new format. Yeah, think of that. I don't even remember what the old format was. Exactly. Or the new one. Exactly. Dick. I bet neither of you listened actually back to the show we did last time. Uh, I listened to Bob Awesome and Dave Napalm. Which is awesome. What, what, why is there water in the background? It's, again, it's, I don't, I think my mum has just forgot that I'm in here doing stuff. Maybe she's going to do the dishes or something. Hello, Jared's mum. This is way now. Bye, Jared's mum. I like <sighs> that, and you just know that you're giving her glares and evil eyes. Just she got. Saying. She got a. Notice he Notice he swore once his mum left the room, though. Notice that. Yeah. While she's in the room, no swearing. I did, we didn't swear either. We just immediately became respectful. So, what were we talking about again? Oh, uh, we're talking about stuff. How, how have you guys been last couple of, last month? Um, oh yeah, what? How That's have you been? <laughs> how have you been, Gerard? Oh yeah, I've been cool. I've been cool. I've been good. Excellent. Cool. <sighs> God, it's going to be a long show to record. Been, I've been fine, Martin. How about yourself? Yeah, I'm good as well. You see all these people <laughs> crying about the Pope? What's that about? <laughs> wow, we're going topical, are we? Yeah, why? Didn't he, like, fly he, out of the place? He's on just the, some his... old dude that no one had any say in being a pope. He's just some old guy. They went, yeah, you be pope. He was just... And uh, all these people are, like, crying because he's going away. It's like, I don't know the guy. He was uh, being Count Popular. Popular. Like, BBC News have some picture of some woman crying. It's like, get a grip, woman. <laughs> anyway. Movies. You, um, you, um, 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 do you see his pope copter when he left? It's quite an extravagant way of leaving, I thought. He does want to be like Batman, doesn't he? He's he got does. the cape and everything. He's got the hat. Yeah. All he needs now is his parents to be killed in some kind of horrific crime and he's sorted. And Robin too. Ooh, Ooh dearie me. Sexy times. Anyway, speaking of sexy times, let's do a podcast. 
Well, hello, and and welcome back to the. I can't start because I can't even remember the name of it. Back to the shack. Uh, yeah, welcome to the shack, the Arctic tourist uh, monkey skinning shack. <laughs> monkeys. I've added monkey in there. I'm not sure why. But why? We've already established we're in some kind of Arctic tundra. Where where there... where does the monkey come from? <sighs> Who knows. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows where the monkey comes from? That's what I ask myself. Sometimes I ask myself if the monkey is real or not. Do you, do you so own, long out in this Arctic tundra. Do you own a monkey like in the episode of Friends with Ross bought a monkey? Yes, a bit like the monkey in um, Indiana Jones what, before the, it the, ate the date. The fa- the fascist uh, Nazi monkey. Nazi monkey, that's right. <laughs> why why wow. would you train on the monkey to be a Nazi? I don't understand. They're intelligent monkeys. I'm sure they can understand the basics of fascism, can't they? That's always been my concern of monkeys, though. I mean, if that monk that monkey clearly got fascism, so <laughs> a whole load it. of them started to like get together and talk politics, it'd be but game then, over. I, I I always kind of assumed that monkey was being satirical when he did his Nazi salute, like he was mocking them for you know, look, you're just following this person for no reason. I'm a monkey, and oh, I just I, I understand the stupid the stupidity of humanity. Well, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> is that, know, is that it, too far? You know, for the monkeys. Monkey, the thing about monkeys is. Yeah. Is that they're, you know, like they always say that a monkey would like seriously f you up if you fought one. <laughs> yeah. I can never decide. Is it all primates or if it's just like the big ones? Because oh. that monkey didn't look like it could do. Like <laughs> I'd fancy yeah. myself in a fight against that <laughs> monkey, but I've been warned so often by scientists. I'd be cautious. To be honest, yeah. If if it was if a fight between you and that monkey, I mean, I'd be I would put some money on you. To be honest. But you're saying you'd put some on the monkey then? Yeah, just 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 in case, you know, you can never be too sure, can you? Well, that's not how really how betting works, is it? <laughs> Ultimately, you have to decide me or the monkey. So what you're saying is you do not have 100% confidence <laughs> that I could take on the monkey out of Indiana Jones. Well, because it's still a monkey, isn't it? It's still like a brute, uh, still like a violent animal whereas you're like, you know, you're um uh, a domesticated man. You you're, you're just in you're just in with the scientists. I'm not in but with the scientists. You're like you're under the thumb of Big Pharma. Just because I wear a white lab coat around the shack, you just assume yeah. I'm a scientist. But it's just for the style. This is what it's come to after however many months we've been in the shack. <laughs> many months discussing the monkeys. Arguing and about you'd bet on me in a fight with a monkey. We've got <laughs> oh, to yeah. get out more, Phil. Okay. We've got to get out more and skin more tourists because <laughs> this isn't healthy. You can you could beat the monkey from Raiders of the Lost Ark, but there's no way you could beat Clyde in the fight. I could bet I could beat the monkey in a game of boggle. <laughs> Well, clearly, he's got no concept of letters. There's some deep-seated stuff that's coming, deep, troubling undercurrents here, Freudian Maybe. stuff bubbling to the surface. You want to have sex with your, with your mother monkey? What? Oh, well, anyway, here sex? we are in the shack. Monkeys oh, yeah. aside, um, <laughs> monkeys, yeah. monkeys that, aside. That isn't the topic my, of this. My favourite '60s beat combo. They were. <laughs> um, yes. We had to select, well, we have already selected, as we always struggle with the metaphysical <laughs> aspect of this part of the segment, we've yeah, already that's... selected a DVD, yeah. our favourite superhero film, something to take us through the long winter nights. Yeah, that's true. Of uh, Well, it's always winter, isn't it? That's the problem. That's why they're so long. Yeah, they are long, aren't they? But then you would assume that at some point, due to the Earth's rotation, there must be long summer days, I suppose. Is it? No. Well, maybe, no. Well, is it like... Um, it gets kind of just like a semi-twilight for a long period. It doesn't actually get to full night. But yeah, but at some, at some point you get like really long days. So when all, all these people go like, oh yeah, like it's in twilight all the time. It's like, yeah, well, you know, you have a long period where you have extra day. Yeah. Just like whinging about it. Basically. Maybe that's why the monkeys are so aggressive around here because of the uh, the long nights and stuff. 
Well, it could be. You can you never really tell with monkeys. Can't. Except yeah. when they go to bed and they put on their little pajamas. They do that a lot. Yeah, they got the little, the little uh, like you know, sleeping hat that you used to get. Monkeys wear those when they go to bed. Like the PG Tips monkeys. Yes. Until um, those those silly people who believe in animal rights stopped us dressing them up for our own assholes to selling tea bags. They're the same ones who stop monkey smoking. And if there isn't anything funny than watching a monkey smoke, I don't know what it is. There isn't. Where can you go today to see a monkey smoke? Russia. Russia. Another it. reason to move to Russia. Probably the reason that Gerard Depardieu moved to Russia. Yeah, Gerard Depardieu. He's not been in a superhero film, though, has he? Has he? Well, he's been in Asterix. Oh, Netflix. You could oh, argue that Asterix is a superhero. Is of a sort. Superhero? So is that your, 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 the film you chose in an Asterix film? Bold. It's a bold choice. No, I think you need to go first on the superhero film. Okay. While well, okay. I collect my thoughts. By collect my thoughts, I think, <laughs> think of something. Well, I'll, I'll be pretty much doing that as I say what I'm going to say. Um, just because, say whatever comes from within but but by true heart I'll just, yeah. I kind of thought about what my favourite superhero film is <clears throat> and also what I'd like from because essentially we're going to have to watch this film a lot being that it will be the only superhero film we've got in the shack so well, I want to get like you know yes. as much bang for my buck as possible like as much action in there as possible as much you know over the top bravado superhero craziness as possible so yes. that's why the only choice for that film is really, and I know you won't like it, but it's going to be The Avengers. I don't like it, Phil. And you know I don't like it. And I see you bringing Avengers to the shack as a, basically a slap in the face, <laughs> a big monkey-like slap in the face. It is a monkey-like slap in the face, but it, it, it remains my favourite superhero film. It gets so much right. It I gets... could barely watch it once, let alone watch it over and over again. Well, you're going to have to live with this, I'm afraid, but because it is, it's the now, I obviously the different grades super superhero films. Yes, and um, there's probably like more slightly serious ones, like you know, or more kind of realistic ones, like you know, you got the Christopher Nolan Bat films. But I want a superhero film to be kind of just just crazy and just exciting and over the top and extravagant. And you get all of that with the Avengers. You get like you know, you get the best Hulk that's been done in the cinema. You get some of the best special effects sequences that's been seen in cinema. A great, you know, climactic battle. You get kind of good comedy. It's a hoot. What's not right. what, what's not to like about the Avengers? It's a saggy, badly scripted mess, and it pains to me to say that as a fan of of um, Captain Buffy. Um, I I don't know. I just it's just a deeply boring film. It has no how can you, how can you be tonality to it. It's like a hyperactive 12-year-old screaming in your face for however long it lasts. And my God, it was—it seemed longer than the Lord of the Rings extended. No, that's it harsh. It went on for hours. That's harsh. Come on now. And all of the comedy is so telegraphed in it. It's just like, here's a comedy moment. And everyone sort of stops. And like, they could flash comedy moment on the on the screen. I don't know. It has no soul. It's, it's just confusing elements. The plot make no sense. Archer Man, what's happening there? The flying ship thing, just I don't know. And the Dubri Watson, they're trying to, and the the man who's attacking with the Dubri Sticky Watson, and I just, oh, I hate the Avengers. I, I really hate the Avengers. We're on a separate page here because everything you said there is is basically wrong. I'm gonna lay that out for you right now. It's all wrong what you just said. Okay. It's it's not baggy. It's pacey. It's punchy. The comedy is, 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 is done well from the characters. And I think to prove how, how well Josh Whedon made that film, 
just look at the uh, they they got the Avengers on the Oscar show to do an award to hand out an award, and they were rubbish. Yeah, there was no. Yeah, chemistry. I think the Oscar show as a whole was uh, patchy and quality. But there, yeah. there, there was no kind of like chemistry between them at all. Yeah, on the screen, it's sparking the chemistry. It's like like Tesla it's coils. Not, it's not crazy. sparking it like the Iron Man, Doctor Banner bits. It, it makes my it made my skin crawl. It was trying so hard to get. I mean, I like the witty banter in the Iron Man films. You know, the sort of wet repartee between Paltrow and what's his face. That's fine. But in oh god, in the Avengers, it was painful. It was like having a wisdom tooth pulled out. I know. I can't. I can't. Well, okay, that's your opinion on my film. What what, what film are you bringing in then? Well, yeah. To be fair, <laughs> there's a bit of a strange category because by and large, I really don't like superhero. Films. You picked this category. You you specifically wanted this did, film. I did pick it, but I, you know it's like you know setting a challenge for yourself. Um, fair enough. Fair enough. My problem with majority of superhero films is is there's only very few of them c- that can hold it together for the entire film before it all falling to pieces and robots punching each other in the face and all that, which isn't bad. Fair, yeah, it's a fair point. But, That's probably like a lot of people aimed that charge at the first Iron Man film, didn't they? Yeah, absolutely. I, the first Iron Man is a good example of that. It, it's sort of witty and it's fleet of foot and it's all the rest of it. And then by the end, it's just it's just utter shite. Um, harsh. Harsh, yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I was torn between something with a bit of comedy to it yeah. and and something that I think is... It, it's got a warmth to it that I think modern superhero films don't have. So I was going to pick Superman 2. Because I actually do like that. Yeah. Not so much as a superhero film, but as sort of a, a love story film. Of course, of course. <laughs> but then I figured that might not go down too well. So I'm going to pick a superhero film. I am going to pick Kick-Ass. Oh, now you see. I Left start... field choice. I but I have to... watched it more than once, and I've enjoyed it every time I've watched it. I think it's better than the comic it's based on. I think the comic it's based on is pretty poor. Um, and it's it's decent. It's short. It's breezy. It does what it says on the tin. It has him flying about on a jetpack with mini <laughs> mini guns on the side of it. It pretty much ticks all my movie boxes. To be fair, now I'll tell you the problem I have with Kick Ass. The problem I've got yep. with that. Um, I the film's really good. I really enjoy it. But the whole idea of Kick Ass, it was going to be a superhero in the real world. That's why you know the first time he goes out, he gets the absolute yeah yeah yep. out of him. And in the comic, that's it, it carries that through to the end. My problem with the film is that he gets the girl and he ends up flying around on the jetpack and it kind of gets away from what the kind of original concept of Kick-Ass was supposed to be. It kind of goes off into its own thing, which is okay, which is fine. I enjoy that part of the film, but it's not true to the spirit of itself. I can see that, but I also think, like with Scott Pilgrim, which you could argue is a bit of a superhero film, I, I think the films do a better job than the comics they're based on. That could be because I watched the films first and read the comics afterwards. And yeah. maybe if you did it the other way around, you get a bit more irritated with it. But like compared to something like Watchmen, which pisses on the comic from a great height, sets fire to it, and then you know, I mean, how can you set fire to it when it's wet from piss? Well, that's how bad it is. <laughs> and the, just... I mean, the extended cut of Watchmen, as I've I've said on many occasions, has some of the worst segments of film ever in it and i find it personally offensive are you referring but, to the big giant blue cosmic penis well no there's there's just some bits in it that they added on that just look like gcse drama students doing <laughs> doing some improv there's a bit where they go into the old guy's house and beat him up watch that again it's just like i cannot believe that somebody would actually put it on a dvd it's unbelievable 
but yeah, that's pish. But I do think, um, you know, Kickass and Scott Pilgrim, I I think make a fair, a fairly good fist of translating the com- the comic into something for the screen. I, no. I don't know. I that's kind of, I didn't have any problems with the sort of soppy soppy ending to it. It was a bit. I mean, it's a bit unbelievable. The rest yeah, of it, but, uh... because obviously back in you know in the comic he doesn't he doesn't get the girl. And you know the yeah. the the, 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 the um, origin of Big Daddy is a lot different. He's not actually yeah, yeah, a superior yeah. cop yeah. and stuff. And but it, that felt truer to the concept of the character, which is you know a superhero in the real world, and how messed up that would be. So while I appreciate the film for what it did, that kind of niggles me a little bit about the film. But at what at what point did the Avengers irritate the Daily Mail? At no point. Whereas <laughs> Kickass contained two or three scenes that caused frothing. Articles in the Express and the Mail saying that they, you know, that they were terrible and they should be banned. That's that's more important, I think. That's a fair point, actually. It's difficult for me to argue against that, to be fair, because you got the it's a little Chloe thingy Moret saying very rude words. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Incredibly um, rude words. And which is, of course, you relate that to the controversy of the Onion tweet. <laughs> it's quite in, quite interesting, but hey, um, topical. Yeah, topical, one hundred percent. Um. I don't know. Look, I'll put it this way, Phil. What yeah. I'd like is I'm going to watch The Avengers again just for you. Yeah. Because you're insistent it's a good film. It is a good film. I, I saw that film five times at the cinema. I will give it another chance. Yeah. Okay. So I, actually, I, we, I think we should let it in the shack. Yeah. I'll sit down and we'll watch it. I'll, I'll break the kick ass TV, sit down and watch it one more time. Yeah. If it's still bad. Then things will happen. <laughs> I'm going to get monkey on your ass. So basically, you're going to set your monkey on me if it's a bad film again. I'm going to be like a bad monkey. So will that happen every time I want to watch the Avengers? Is I'll be attacked by a monkey. If we watch the cool. let, put it this way, if we watch the Avengers and it's not up to scratch, then there won't be another time because <laughs> I will have got monkey on your ass. What? So will there, there'll be no superhero films in the shack? There will that... be a monkey in the shack. This is a new <laughs> phrase that only you and I will understand. <laughs> But when I say there's a monkey in the shack, that's when the DVD will be switched off and put back in the case. <laughs> wow. There's a monkey in the shack and it's not happy monkey. Okay. Try, so... try, try that tonight with your wife. I, just... I will. <laughs> just say, look, I'm a bit irritated. Um, put it this way, it's a monkey in the shack. <laughs> it's a monkey in the shack. Let's take this phrase to the masses. Okay, I will. Agreed. So, okay, so that means the Avengers is going in then. I think we should. I think we should put the Avengers in. I think I need to give it another chance. You should do. There's, you know, a billion dollars in the box office is not wrong. You know what I'm saying? Well, look, I, pretty much everything Joss Whedon has done, I've loved. So how how can I not love this? Well, that that was good because I think that means I win that one. Well, if you you win, they... but you see, in a passive aggressive way, I've let you win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, though, if anything can truly be classed as winning when you're living in the shack, skinning tourists, with trying to fight off a monkey for the majority of the day. Yeah, winning probably does have quite a wide <laughs> it's a very, spectrum of it's a very wide criteria. Yeah. It's a very loose term of winning here, I think. But All right, I, well, uh, you, you pick your pick our um, DVD for next time that we've already brought. Okay, uh, so the first one was the first Schwarzenegger film, wasn't it? Yeah. Then we had superhero films. Well, if we've done Schwarzenegger, we've got to do Stallone, haven't we? I think we have to do Stallone. The natural pairing, aren't they? The natural enemies. But yeah. that's, a, that's actually a tough That's a tough one. That's that not something I've, I've given as much thought to. Well, you have to I should have done. You'll have to. you have to go into your corner of the shack and think on about it. Just discuss it with the monkey. 
and see what he thinks. Yes. Okay. Then, well, until the next time. Yeah. And until the next time when we get monkey on your ass. <laughs> yeah, we'll get, yeah. We put a monkey in your shack. Yeah. Okay, yeah. let's take these phrases through into the main podcast I, and just repeat them endlessly. I forgot what our goodbye thing was. Was it um He'll skin you later? No, was it? I can't remember what it was. Was now. it? It's, and it's a skinning from me and it's a skinning from him or something, wasn't it? Something We've got to work on that. We've got to work on that. Anyway, yeah. We'll, it's a good skin know. from me and it's a good... No. It's a yeah, good, it's a good skin from me and then you're saying it's a good skin from him or something yeah. like that. Yeah. It, yeah. It didn't work, did it? It didn't. No. <laughs> didn't work. Uh, so we'll just say monkey. Uh, monkey. <laughs> don't know. We really need to think of a catchphrase. We do. We do. We'll do we'll Something argue. to do with monkeys and skinning. Monkeys and skinning. Maybe that will do. Monkeys and skinning. <laughs> it's a bit, it's a bit, a bit aggressive, though, isn't it? To be honest. Monkeys I suppose you could have so like a call and response, like Bruce Forsyth. Bruce Forsyth. I can't even say. <laughs> nice to skin Bruce you, to like... skin you, monkey. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> a new catchphrase is born. <laughs> nice to skin you. <laughs> yes. Excellent. Oh God. Why did we move to a shack in the tundra? Nice. So, um, what what have you been watching, Martin? Oh, um, quite a few films, and luckily I've written them down, and I'm going to give you one I word. Remember, while you're doing that, and while I'm not listening, I must write down mine. Yes. <laughs> Um, so, God damn Today, which is that Henry Cavill, Bruce Willis one. Oh, uh, nah, yeah. Nah, because Bruce Willis is only in for the first 30 minutes of the film. It's really Henry Cavill's thing. So, I wouldn't go out of your way to watch it, to be fair. I know uh, it's not like... With, I know sorry. it's not going to be like a clear indication, but did you get any Superman vibes from him? Yes. He's definitely a good actor. Well, that's a good start. Um, yeah. He's a good start. Oh, that's good. And He's definitely got the action physique, and you can tell he can pull off an action role. The only problem is the character he was playing in this film wasn't action-trained. So that's why this film's very meh. You've got an an untrained action man trying to be an action person in an action film. It doesn't quite work. Doesn't sound good. No. Hmm. Um, Friends with Kids, I turned it uh, it off after the first ten minutes because I predicted what was going to happen, and I checked on Wikipedia to confirm (laughs) I was right. Checked right. on Wikipedia. So that's it. Um, hey, Wire, fantastic. You both need to watch this film. It's I did watch that. I watched that as well. Great stuff. Uh, film. Mm, great stuff. Mm. Yeah, did you enjoy it? Um, okay. Okay-ish. Stuff. Yeah, okay stuff. I mean, the fighting's good, but the, the actual bit of um, in between it is a bit kind of... It's a bit, hmm. Yeah, I yeah. I can, read your, I, I can read you out my review from Letterbox if you like. It's all right, thanks. <laughs> oh, fine then. Screw you. <laughs> this is my time. This is my no, time. No, no, no. I'm not leaving. That's that song they always do in X Factor. You should have said, uh, it's my time. It sounds like Martin <laughs> and my time at the same time. And I didn't because it doesn't quite work. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> You hush your mouth. Ralph was the next film I saw. No, I've still not uh, seen this. Okay. 
not Pixar level stuff, but certainly the better than DreamWorks latest stuff. So, hmm. kind of like on the same level as Disney's other animated stuff that have been doing recently, like Tangled. Oh no, so, no Tangled's a classic. Uh, you see, I didn't think so. I thought it was all right. Could take it or leave it. It's more all right. Chuck them off. Um, the next film, which I'm going to say, I saw last. No, I saw recently. I'm going to have to. This is going to be very, very. Uh, what's the word? Begin with C. Tense? Unpopular, maybe. It's not controversial. That, uh, controversial. That's there the word. You go. Thank you. Drive. Oh, hello. Um, and obviously, a load of people had given this hype, so I was looking forward to seeing this film. And I just thought it was okay. Those the first forty-five minutes was so slow. I thought that could have been condensed down, surely. And I thought I last, really liked the way of it. The film was certainly action packed and all that, so it wasn't wasn't bad there. But that first half of the film was just really slow going. Did you see? Uh, I, I I really enjoyed it, so I'll probably have to say. I can understand why people wouldn't like it because the pace is like quite. I think it's all kind of encapsulated in Ryan Gosling's character. He's quite patient and quite, you know, he just kind of doesn't really do anything fast. And that's kind of how the film is. It just kind of. But again, the, last, the second half of the film isn't like that. The second half of the film is completely unrelated to the first. You could have those two things as completely two different, different films. Hmm. So that's a fair point. That's a fair point. But, but did you see? I, I, I got into a bit of a Twitter argument about that a while ago. Uh, because I can't remember who it was now, but they said it was the um, the, the best GTA film that would ever be made. Uh, Dave Whitelaw and I said, uh, I said then it was from what I gathered then because this was before I saw it. I said that it was more akin to Vice City, but obviously you went for the best GTA film ever made, being um, Jason Statham's Crank. film. Crank. Thank you. Because um, Grand Theft Auto thinks that it's Drive, wants to be Drive. But it's crank, and the sooner it, it kind of yeah. understands that about itself, the better. Over that. So that's my opinion on that kind of thing. Yeah, because it wants to be that kind of great storytelling, you know, that kind of thing. But no, it's crank. That's that's what that film is. That's what that game is. It's crank. But I enjoyed Drive. I I, I enjoy. I quite uh, enjoyed Ryan Gosling as a, as a, as a, as a, the hero character. So I enjoyed that film. I just so, thought it was a bit overhyped. So if you're going in, so it, Martin said, "Mayor," I said, "It's good." What does Jared think to sort of solve the final opinion? I think it's good. Oh, there you go. I'm a big Nicholas Reffin fan. So the official Lethal Watching opinion is the film's good. Sorry, Martin. Yes. Well, I think it's okay, but... No, it's good. That's the the, the official opinion. It's good. Consensus democracy. Yeah, in your face, Martin. Basically, if you skip the first 45 minutes, it's fine. Democracy. Should I tell you what else... um, would agree with Martin's opinion of the film being uh, all right at the very best. Go ahead. A good day to die hard. Why did yeah. You... Why did you do it? I thought too. Why did you both do it? Well, because I'm a sucker for anything that says it's die hard. Is that? See, you know what's annoying as well is that you've you've like you both said before that film companies going for this 12A route and you hope they wouldn't, and yet you still go and you yeah, still... Yeah, because... <sighs> He's right. Shut He's right, Jared. He's right. We yeah, can't, can't get out Shut of it. it. <laughs> but in, in, in my defence, I wanted to go see Cloud Atlas, but it wasn't on a nearby cinema and uh, Ryan wanted to see Die Hard and he was driving, so we went to see Die Hard. 
And well, it, I went to see it because, you know, sometimes benefit of doubt, you? You, you I think benefit critics of doubt, you? and people get it wrong, and I like the things that they um, don't like. You 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 would give it the benefit of the doubt, wouldn't you? You would kind of go, John McClane's not going to let me down. Well, and he did yeah, because because Die Hard Four. I don't blame John McClane. I blame Len Wiseman. That's a fair thing. Yeah. Um, and you know, in that in that Bruce Willis is still fairly John McClane ish. But this he's um, he's quippy and he's um. You know, he's kind of like, oh, fucking goddamn this shit again. Um, whereas he's not really like that in this. He's just like a confused old man. <laughs> he literally around just runs Russia. about going, what's going on? Uh, I'm on my holidays. He says that about ten times. I'm on my holidays. He it's also like, says Jesus a lot, which as you can tell, they replace fuck with Jesus. Yeah. You the problem really with him saying, I'm on my holidays, is one, you weren't on your holidays, John. You were coming to see your son. Okay, yeah. so it's not a holiday. Two, what? <laughs> <laughs> the, the, I had that problem with the film as well, because like the hoops they go through to get McLean across to Moscow is really frustrating, because what I quite like about the, the previous films is like John McLean's just kind of going about his business yeah. on a normal day. Yeah. And shit happens to him. Like, Would you, like, someone says they reckoned the whole premise from the film, it was worked backwards from the tagline, yippee Mother Russia. Yeah. And it, oh, very true. Because that's on, that's on the posters, yippee Mother Russia. And you can see, actually, yes, that's probably right. It probably was worked backwards from that. Yeah. Because oh, you can, but it would be so much easier to figure out like a better setup because it makes no sense. Both chronologically. If he actually was on his holidays, then that would be okay. That'd be fine. That'd be fine. But, but he it, wasn't. It, it chronologically makes no sense how he gets there. You know, it just, it's just, it's just, oh, it's just, it's an all right action film and a really bad yes, die hard film. That's okay. It's there are some parts of it that are that are as an action movie are reasonably um, pretty good. The big car chase was quite cool. Yeah, that's the best bit in the whole film. Yeah. And there's a bit at the very end which I don't want to spoil because it. Well, I can spoil it if you want, actually. But it was the only bit in it where I was watching and I was going, now that's John McClane. Yeah. Do you know which bit I'm talking about, Phil? Is it the bit... Hold on. Do you want... Is My... what... <laughs> you carry on. Okay. It's the bit, and obviously if anyone doesn't want to listen on the podcast, go away for about uh, the next 10 seconds. It's the bit where the, the helicopter's crashing and he jumps out and he gives the fingers. Yeah. That's the, that you, you see that and you go, like, that's John McClane. Yeah. And that was the only bit I kind of went, <laughs> yeah. But again, during that point, he's, whilst he's being John McClane, he's like superhero John McClane. Yeah, it's, it's CG. Like, this is the problem, and they did it with, with Die Hard 4. Yeah. John McClane is not an invincible dude. Look at the first Die Hard. Yeah. His feet get cut the fuck. He is miserable and, and beat up. Yeah. He is not at the very, very end of the entire film, just sitting coughing, going, ooh, woo, well, that was a doozy. <laughs> yeah, because I think someone pointed out, like, in Die Hard, him jumping off the roof is, like, a, it's, it's a really big moment. It's, like, yeah. a really kind of big, kind of, like, he's really... He gets wrecked. He's like, worried about, you know, he's really worried about doing it, and then he jumps out of, what, four kind of multi-story high windows? This, this, the bit where he jumps out of the where the hotel is, it's just in stupid, like, it's just... 
and then Die Hard 4, we've already talked about it, like planes, like jet fighters surfing. Hanging off, and, hanging off the back a bit and stuff. Oh, yeah. It's just ridiculous. It's like, just, he, it's just, he, isn't, he isn't that guy, and that's... It's so just, he's made him that guy. Yeah, and it's terrible. Yeah. And I think there is going to be a sixth, but they just... It's just now it needs to be... It needs to go. Put it to bed. He, he's more John McClane in The Expendables. Yeah, I probably agree with that. In Expendables too, he's far more John McClane than he is in this. Yeah. So anyway. <sighs> Martin. I'm back. Okay. He's back. He's back. So that, that's the, the main thing I saw uh, last month. Um, I saw a couple of films we'll talk about later on in the show. Yes. yes. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, I'm just watching Dread again because Dread's awesome, you know? <laughs> yep. Always got time for Dread. Always got time for Dread. Cool. What about you, Gerard? Was it, you, well, you I just... watched a good bit because my wife was away. <laughs> yeah, uh, I saw this. For, for like <laughs> so I, I Jared descended into craziness. Shit. Um, I don't know. I don't even. I don't even think I've, wrote, <laughs> I've, I've put it all down here. A couple. Of, I've watched a lot of stuff I've seen before and new stuff. So, Good Day to Die Hard. Saw that. Um, I watched. I rewatched Serenity, um, which is still awesome. And rewatched Captain America, which is also still awesome. Um, and it's just a great. It's just Joe Johnson was just the definite, the right call for that film. It was, it was a brave just... call as well, considering like his previous film was The Wolfman, which was you know yeah. well known to be all kinds of mess behind it. So it was, it was quite a brave pick for him. He, yeah. he stood was, by him. And and it definitely, it had to have come off the back of like The Rocketeer, definitely. Yeah. But it's still a, just a great, like that sort of just adventure kind of movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's so that was pretty good, and then stuff that I hadn't seen before. Well, it's like random went, ninja films. What? It was like some random ninja films. Yeah. Well, no, there was a couple of things I watched. I went to watch. Now I bought I bought it on Blu-ray, but it was away. It was like sitting behind me, and I didn't want to have to reach and get it. So I decided <laughs> to put it on uh, Detective D. Ah, oh, yes, the Phantom Fiend on Netflix. But there's no subtitles. There should be. There's not. Was it dubbed? It, no! <laughs> I can't understand what you're saying, man! First five minutes, and I was going, okay, well, you know, maybe I'm not supposed to know what they're saying. <laughs> you didn't watch the whole film, did you? Bugger that. So I just watched some, I think at that, at that stage, I went, right, well, um, I'm still not reaching around to get it. So I went and watched. Um, I think I put on uh, Flashpoint, maybe, at that. I can't even remember, which is a Donnie Yen film. Oh, yeah. Which is not as good as Ip Man oh, or Ip Man, for Ip Man, Man 2. Got yeah. Um, and then I watched, as we were talking about Drive, I watched Valkyrie Risen, which is another ref, Refn, Rinfen. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Is um, that the Viking uh, one? Mads Mikkelsen. Is that the Viking one? Yeah, yeah. Yes. He, well, you never, you never are told exactly what he is, but I think he's clearly some sort Vikings. of Viking. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's, it's, it's really good, but it's, it's really weird. Well, it's a reference film, isn't it? They always got some kind of weird thing about yeah, it. It's just really weird. But, but Drive to me is is probably his most sensible. <laughs> yeah. Um, Whereas this is just weird, but very good. It's for me. It's with Refn. It's the um, it's the whole atmosphere he he sort of makes in his films, um, and this is just bags of it. But it's just it's just so odd. It's just weird. <laughs> um, I watched. Uh, what else did I watch? I watched Trans Siberian. 
which is Woody Harrelson. Rings a bell. Is that the... And, um... God, who's in it? Um, who's playing... Um, I've totally forgot his name. Who's playing Mandarin in, in Iron Man 3? Oh, yes. Sir Ben Kingsley. Yeah, Ben Kingsley. He's in it. Sir um, Ben Kingsley, come on. Sorry, Sir Ben Kingsley. Um, and Emily Mortimer, I think, is in it. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's not bad. Um, Armored, which is... Um, which is Matt Dillon. And, um, We're just, fish. like, looking at the random action film section in that yeah, way. Skeet, skeet. <laughs> <laughs> that, um, that's essentially what you were doing, just, like, random action film um, section. Um, and it's decent enough, too. It's not bad. Um, then I watched Batman Under the Red Hood. Oh, that's good. Oh, yeah. Those DC animated films are generally are really good watches. And there's loads of them on, um, on Netflix. That on the US USA version. Yes, one, yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, I've watched it, and I've watched... I watched it before this month, though, but I watched the Batman Year One yeah. adaptation. The Superman versus the Elite is a good one to watch. I have to watch, watch that one. one. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a load, like, but yeah, that's all. Well, that's pretty good. Um, I, I think I watched more, but I can't remember. There was it's I just a up. haze of pizza yeah, yeah. <laughs> Netflix. Yeah. So yeah, so it was pretty good. <laughs> well, so when you came back, you're like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> Get out of here! I've got Netflix to watch. <laughs> So it was literally just you. There was no child either. Uh, yeah, just me, just me, just oh, chill. Goodness me! <laughs> yes. I, bet, I bet that house was disgusting. It smelled like fart. <laughs> Irish farts. Mmm, full of beans. <laughs> so I, yeah, there we go. I don't know where we're going with this, but I think we Let's should move on. Move on. time, Dave Napalm and Bob Awesome saved the president's daughter with guns and bullets. Now, they eat tacos in celebration. But elsewhere, someone is eating tacos that taste of defeat. Those vicious pig dog pigs, Dave Napalm and Bob Awesome, ruined my plans, Alfredo. CFA. They have done this for the last time. I run the most feared Colombian drug cartel in Colombia. I won't let two ex-cops and private detective idiots ruin what I have built. See, si, jefe. It will end tonight. Luckily, I know that after every successful mission, they go to the Cobra Taco Shack to eat their stinking tacos. But, jefe, tacos are pretty nice. You should... Silence, Alfredo. I know where they go, so I have planted a bomb that will explode and rid me of Bob Awesome and Dave Napalm. See, <laughs> Are you eating a taco? Meanwhile, sat in the Cobra Taco Shack. God damn, this is a fine taco. You know why? Taste of victory. F yeah. Hey, you hear that? What? That ticking. 
Your taco is ticking? I don't think so. Holy Jesus Christ on a roller coaster in Vegas. There's a goddamn bomb over there. And a taco? Run, goddamn you! The bomb exploding around them, are Dave Napalm and Bob Awesome finished? What will happen to the Cobra Taco Shack? Was Alfredo eating a taco? Find out soon. Time to rock. Stay tuned for next week's exciting episode. Death wears a bra. Yeah, pop it, pop it, pop it, pop it. Is a Ming and chocolate bar? It is. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Not enough nuts. nuts. No, you're wrong. No, you're wrong. It's too much. Wait a second. So that means if you two hate a topic and I like it, then the official opinion is that topics are horrible. Yep. Damn it. Oh, well. Well, we'll put what that topic to one side and go on to the other topic for this month, uh, which I can't remember why we said it, but we just did. But we were talking about time travel films. Time travel. Oh, oh yeah, because I did watch something else, but I'll talk about that later. Nice. <laughs> this. Best time travel films ever. Um, I think because Looper came out recently on Blu-ray. Oh, yeah. Just to tie it to something at all. And obviously that was... Uh, Probably the biggest high-profile time travel film for a while, I'd say. Possibly, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> let's let's just say that it is. Oh, oh, and Cloud Atlas is out, which is about time, in a way. Yeah, it's a fucking long time. I tell you that much. It's, hey, it's two hours long, isn't it? Yeah, so three, three hours long, isn't even. it? So it's a bit. It's a long film, that is. But anyway, um, yeah, uh, Loop is a big one, which I uh, I have seen now, and I quite enjoyed. Yeah. Although I found the time travel aspects of it somewhat extraneous. A little bit in the film. Why? Um, obviously, it's it's like the basis of the film is you know future. Oh well, yeah, but it's. <laughs> but then, like once you get halfway through the film, the film becomes something else. Yeah, it becomes about the kid. It's still is... time travel. But yeah, it's all time mm. travel, but it's not like it's not a time travel film in the same way that Back to the Future is a time travel film. I don't. Well, know. it is. Is it though? Yes. Yeah. Is it? Oh, well, I'll shut up then. It's all about the consequences of changing something in the past and the how it changes the and future. And how it changes the future. So and wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey stuff. Exactly. It's not that wibbly-wobbly, though, is it, surely? Well, oh, yeah. it's certainly wobbly. <laughs> is it wibbly, though? Mm, not so much. Yeah. But I still, enjoy, I still enjoyed it. Uh, what I quite liked about it, um, which I quite enjoy in most time travel films, is like they don't kick themselves in the teeth trying to explain the time travelness. Yeah, this, you, yeah. You just, like, it yeah. works. Do you know, yeah. there's no point. And that's, although although there are some films out there that do that. Yeah. Um, well, it, even, even it like... Makes them, it makes them complicated. <laughs> even, even like, you know, the big one, Back to the Future, which, you know, is the best time travel well, film. So well, that does. It's 1.21 gigawatts. Exactly, yeah. It, it's, you need a flux capacitor and gigawatts, but that's it. It doesn't tell you, yeah, like, how... Doesn't... How it all works. It just says this. Makes Do you know why? Do you know why? Because I don't care. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. I'm, not a, I'm not here to make my own time machine using your theories. <laughs> I just want to enjoy. Well, good film. I would if I could. But... Would you though? Yeah. So I um I quite enjoy. I, I did enjoy it, uh, Looper. 
I especially yes. enjoyed the um, the sequence where they discover what happens to pe- when you do something to people in the past, and it reverberates mm. into the future. That was quite that was done really well. But Back to the Future is the best time travel film, and I don't think it's really been bettered oh, since it came out. Well, that's because Back to the Future um, is awesome. <laughs> yes. And just, it's not, Back to the Future, actually, the the main gut, although we said it talks about the aspect of changing things, it's actually not really about that at all. It's about incestuous mothers. <laughs> is that what it's about, is it? Yes. Nice. We all know it. We all know Robert Zemeckis <laughs> has some issues. Uh, With, um... I- I would say that the reason why we're all favouring Back to the Future, and I think that's because it's much more... I'm, I'm, I'm actually not going to say Back to the Future is the best time travel film ever. Ooh. See, it's hard because Back to the Future is very entertaining, but I saw Looper last night for the first time. But obviously, because that's drama, it's not really entertaining. You, mm. you see a character who is forced to to survive by killing kids and you see it affect him later on. That's such a strong kind of subject to really take on in the film. It's not really that entertaining, but I wouldn't say that that's a slight in the film at all. I think yeah. that both Looper and Back to the Future are excellent films as they stand, but they are completely different. To compare them is hard. Mm. But yeah, because, I mean, I mean, time travel covers are like a whole lot of different kind of films because, I mean, we can talk about Groundhog Day, or yeah. um, the time traveler's wife, or um, yeah, oh, too bad. O- Austin right. Powers in Goldmember counts as a time travel film. That's you true. want to know? I'm just going to lay some truth bombs on you. Okay. Do you want to know what the best time travel film ever? Is? Lay it on me. Lay it on me. You ready, Martin? You're going to say back to the f- no uh, Bill and Ted. Nope. Oh. Star Trek Four: The Voyage Home. Oh. Oh my God. Best time travel film ever. You're going to say that, are you? As well, it's one of the only ones where it explains how they achieve time travel. You know how we were just saying, obviously... Yeah, I still don't care about how it does it, but yeah. it's awesome. But I would argue that there was a better time travel film released in 1986, uh, and that was Flight of the Navigator. Nope. It's good, but it's no Star Trek Four. <laughs> oh, wait, Beagle's... Give me one in... thing that's better about Flight of the Navigator than Star Trek Four. You can't. Uh, talking Spaceship. <laughs> the Wessel <laughs> Nuclear Wessel Alright, <laughs> oh, that's a good line Yes, that's true Computer Computer No, you have to use the mouse And he talks into the mouse It's brilliant Sorry. It is a great film Yeah. Oh, and actually then the second best one Is Terminator 2 Oh, yeah. that, now, now there's a, a wibbly wobbly time travel film. That's timey wimey. That's a timey yeah. wimey film. That is because you know we're talking well, about well, causality. Really? I'm gonna say Terminator Two is more wibbly wobbly timey wimey. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah, because um, they tried to change the future in two. Because this, yeah, because because technically. It is. <laughs> but one is more wibbly wobbly timey wimey because obviously the soldier goes back 
from the future to Linda, and then obviously, sorry, that's a real name. And obviously, just the dirty business with Linda. Yeah. Um, but isn't that predestined? That, though? That's how John Connor is born. So it, John Connor would not exist if he didn't go. But from if, the future. Perfect. But but without what they did in Terminator One, then yeah, but that changed the course of how things went because but at the end of Terminator the arm and everything else exactly so Terminator 1 is more wibbly wobbly no it's not no it's not because at at the end of Terminator 2 strictly speaking they stopped the future war from happening which means there's no future war to happen which means there's no way for Michael Bean to be transported back in time which is why John (laughs) Connor should just pop out of existence (laughs) but then came Terminator 3 and just said it was delayed (laughs) (laughs) it was was on the alarm (laughs) there was there never was a Terminator 3 or 4 it didn't happen it never existed that's Uh... That's what about thing? motorcycle robots? Motorcycle coming out of the knees. You like that? I do like that, though. That you want true. that to exist. That's good, yeah. <laughs> All right, that part of Terminator 4 happened, but that was it. <laughs> it was a short film. Uh, but I think that's the problem. Time travel films. movies actually have a very good pedigree. Yeah, I mean... Um, yeah. Well, apart from what's that one? Uh, the, time Traveler's Wife. Yeah, and the, and the Time Machine. The modern version of it, that's that's not a good film. Yeah, the classic, the classic 60s the one's good. The classic 60s yeah. one's good. Oh, what about Disney's The Kid? Ooh. <laughs> Time Bandits. I thought, I thought we already talked oh. about a PG Bruce Willis film already today. <laughs> oh, 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 Time Cop. <laughs> True. Oh, 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 actually the third best, Philadelphia Experiment. Ooh, I love the Philadelphia Experiment. It does, it always, I think it always works as a really good like science fiction concept and it kind of works in like like we said earlier like in loads of different genres like well, the, uh, you, can, uh, yeah, you can effectively make a time travel film but then make it about anything yeah mm. like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure is excellent because it oh. says so in the title but <laughs> <laughs> well played um, Ryan well played I love I love the fact how they use the whole timey-wimey business to actually say right I'm going to put a key here and it oh, yeah, magically yeah. appears. And it's yeah. like, right, I must remember to do that when we leave. And they think of that, and it's like, genius. It's one of the only films that actually implement that. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. Although I think one that we haven't really... Uh, well, it seems to have kind of gone away a little bit, but that's 12 Monkeys. Oh, that's a good one. Because that, that's a corker, because... Um, well, A, it's probably Brad Pitt's kind of, kind of breakthrough role as a weird guy rather than being a pretty face. But like, the whole kind of plot and the way it's done and the way it's kind of cut and built and written it's so interesting considering like other time travel films we would talk about you know like predestination and you know how if you can, can change the future and stuff mm. it's, it's such an interesting film that you can go back to and watch you know several times but it seems to have been kind of i don't know if it's been forgotten but it doesn't seem to be kind of talked about as much as other films another one that is a time travel film technically but never gets talked about is army of darkness Mm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because that's a time travel film. They sneak these things in, don't they? They do. Kind of they do. What about Minority Report as well? Mm. Well, uh, I wouldn't count. There that is time. no. There is only the traveling in time that is happening naturally in that. No, because they they no. travel back to arrest. No, 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 they don't. No, no, they don't. No, 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 no. no. Yeah, you. Sorry, you, I was. What you was that enough? I've I've completely created a different film. I'll tell you what the worst worst time travel film I've seen is. Black Knight. Nope. Premonition. 
Ooh. <laughs> but is it actually, uh, I can't even remember. Does, is that even time traveling? Well, yeah, because she's going back to the day before her, her husband crashes. So she's kind of going between two different time periods. But what I really hate about that film is at one point she kind of sits down with a bit of A3 paper and some pens <laughs> and draws out exactly what's happening. Like she just like today, uh, husband dies in crash and then kind of like and basically just like holds it up to the audience and goes, are oh, you all following this? You're all there. Because it kind of really looks down on the audience really quite badly. I think what generally what's quite good about time travel films is that they do kind of make exercise your brain a little bit where you kind of keep track of stuff. Mm. You know, especially um, um, which one we talked about earlier, like 12 Monkeys. That's kind of going mm. back in on itself and referring to itself and doing new things in itself and looking at itself from different kind of angles and stuff. And you've got to really kind of, it's like a little puzzle to kind of keep keep track of and keep watch of. Obviously, you know, less so Time Cop. That's not quite so wibbly wobbly. <laughs> time Cop's awesome. I'm going <laughs> to download it and watch the <laughs> shit out of that. Well done. Deeply, but, of course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think another, another one I, w- I watched yesterday for the first time, really, is one that kind of really doesn't give you any kind of clues. Is Primer. Yeah, you see, uh, we'll have to talk about Primer because Primer is one of the ones that kind of tries to explain it. And yeah. therefore you just go, huh? Yeah. Like, huh? What? And it's almost willfully done in part. Me stupid. <laughs> I mean, like, I think the film, the guy who made the film kind of said that he's not, he doesn't want to talk down to the audience, but there's a difference between talking down to your audience and just, you know, shouting at them. And expecting us all to have physics degrees of some description. Yeah, physics degrees. And like, the way the film's kind of done, you've got characters talking over each other, so you can't quite hear what they're saying all the time. And it's just like, I mean, I appreciate you know, the the idea behind the film's really good, and it's quite, you know, it, it, it is a good film, but it's just it's like, I'm just looking at it kind of thinking, oh? <laughs> I feel like like Sco- uh, Scooby-Doo looking at some kind of computer. I'm just <laughs> and like, it's kind of like, after you watch that, and then you watch something such as, well, the film you mentioned earlier, uh, Biggles, <laughs> you kind of go, well, Biggles is better. Yeah, Biggles, wait, Biggles is great, it's time twins. Big- Biggles is in the future. Biggles is in the past. Makes perfect sense. I, lo- I bloody love Biggles. We I don't know to... how he got there. The future. They're time twins. That's what happens. They're time twins. He so travels need... through time. Yeah, when they need each other, they just kind of meet up again. They go, time twins, unite, 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 unite. I don't think they do. I don't think I they do. I like this go. image in my head of a Saturday morning animation. Yeah, like, time <laughs> twins. I'll tell you what, because I've got the Wikipedia page open with a like, list of time travel films, and what it hasn't got on there is A Spaceman in King Arthur's Court. It has a kid in King Arthur's Court. Not a spaceman, though. I love that film, where the, the, the NASA astronaut dude goes back into medieval times. Which, yeah. in, in the UK, is called A Spaceman in King Arthur. And you know what it's called in America? Two knob jocks go to war. <laughs> Pretty much. An identified flying oddball. A rubbish name. Wow. Thanks. Well, I've just actually looked, and um, apparently how Biggles works is he falls through a time hole. So there you go. There you go. Because he's time. I don't need any more than that. It's a time hole. He went in it. Job done. And he's in the past. That's all Peter Cushing says. That's all you need to done. know. No. So Same oh, with um, all of the rest of those films. <laughs> it just, it just works. Primer. 
And I don't, Donnie Darko and other ones like that, I don't, you know, well, don't know. Are you talking about there about, because you've got the director's cut, which is a lot more explicit in what happens, and then the theatrical cut, which is a bit more blase about telling you how everything works. Donnie Darko is one of those films that everyone came out and um, sucked the knob off it, and I went, nah. But it was good, though. Nah, I was kind of like, nah. But it, it, it was good, though. Nah. But it was good, though. Nah. And it it's kind of shit. Uh, 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 Martin, Martin. must have been a bit of an old one-hit wonder, because then everything else he's done after that was balls. No, let's leave, let's leave it to Martin to get the uh, official opinion. Ooh, do you know what's another really good modern... Wait, Martin's not done his official opinion yet. <laughs> Martin? Do you want me to do the official opinion? Donnie yeah. Darko. I've never seen Donnie Darko. Oh! It, it seems, every time I see it and I see people rave on about it, it's all the, always these hipster fuckwits. Yeah, like, you know say, Donnie with... Darko's a shizzle! It's like, <laughs> the thing with Donnie Darko is, it it's became, a good well, I, I like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Martin, it became very much Martin. that. Don't um, listen to, to Mr. G-Face. Watch it, but make sure you watch the theatrical cut. Well, but that means I have to watch the bits that were in the other cut. No, you don't. Oh, no, what's what, the cut, not the director's cut? Yeah, the, the, what the director's cut does, it, it, it kind of explains things, and it kind of checks in more details about how everything works, time travel-wise. Whereas the theatrical cut is a lot more kind of, you know, shit, hap- shit happens. the cut I seen, I saw, I don't know. I just, it, to me, I just didn't get the hype. You're rubbish. Nah. But another excellent modern time travel film, Source Code. That's oh, not yes, ta- of course. That's not time travel, though. Yes, it is. No, it, it isn't. No, it goes into the past. Parallel Universe. In the past. Shut up. Parallel Universe. <laughs> past. Parallel Universe. Parallel Universe. In the past. Parallel Universe. In the past. Parallel Universe. It's an echo in the past. <laughs> Parallel Universe. In the past. You just like it because it's like Quantum Leap and it's got Scott Bakula's voice in it. In the past. He didn't, he didn't deny it. He didn't deny it, did you? Didn't deny Quantum it. Quantum Leap is actually the best time travel thing ever, but it's not a film. So <laughs> <it's not. laughs> no, uh, 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 good for Quantum Leap, no, no bounds. Uh, well, what about Goodnight Sweetheart? He was Screw- a dick. Let's, yeah, do, let, a- let's do TV a second, because um, yeah. obviously, apart from Doctor Who, clearly. There aren't that many time travel shows that have been really popular, I don't think. Apparently, um, Continuum is very good, but I haven't watched it. No. Oh, do you remember that BBC show? Crime, Crime Traveller. awesome. Yeah, I was going to mention that. That's br- that, that was, was brilliant, that show. That was a really good show, that was. And it's it lasted one season. I don't remember it. Hold on. To the Google. It had um, that one. Crime Traveller. Yeah. Crime Traveller. Yeah, and Michael French. That was brilliant, that was. Yeah, it was like really kind of... Because um, that was, again, I think... That, they kind of oh, had it's Wixie one of the yeah, Wixies yeah, yeah. yeah David Wix is it yeah it's like the whole thing about <laughs> having no, no, 97 Tricky Dicky Tricky Dicky Dick Richard was it I don't know I think hold he's on. Tricky because Wix was sorry um, Michael French Anthony Horowitz ooh yeah he not, he did, no, he did it. David Wix don't you question me on his tenders fool <laughs> he knows his tenders he knows his EastEnders. He does know his EastEnders. But what I quite like the, the the kind of conceit of that show of having to get back into that room before the time travel field went yeah. away. It was like, oh, they're going to make it. Oh, of course they're going to make it. They make it every time. And then it got cancelled. <laughs> and then it got cancelled. 
So, Unfairly. so then if you're talking about time travel TV shows, are we going to talk about Lost? No. Okay. <laughs> Let's just leave it. Please. Leave it alone. Let's leave it alone. Leave it alone. Because they, they tried it in, in Lost and they're also in Heroes, the kind of time travel stuff. And Ooh, there was also the Back to the Future cartoon. <laughs> which is... Well, now they said that I've, got to, I've got to put the bloody... I've got to put the theme music in now, but then he talked about the TV show. Thanks for that. I don't think any of them have really been kind of big, massive hits. Well, Heroes. Oh, Heroes is such yeah. a disappointment. Well, that was, just, that was really just the first season, wasn't it? After that, it got... Yeah, the first series, and then I think it's just... Well, the, I, the second series is just terrible. There yeah. is time travel in it. It's terrible. And then I, after that, I give up and went, <laughs> screw you. Yeah. Screw you guys. Hippies. Odyssey 5 was quite a good TV show, but then it got cancelled. They, they always get cancelled. It had shame. Robocop in it. The Time Cop TV series was pissed. <laughs> How can you make a bad Time Cop series? It makes no sense to me. Make you've the got, one they made. You've make got, it Canada. You've got such a great you know, thing to build on, that classic of cinema, and you just can't do it right at all. Time Cop's so good. So are we, are we nailing our, our, our masts to the our colours to the masts and saying, what was the best Star Trek film again? Star Trek 4. Star Trek 4. Yeah. However, I'd also say Star Trek <laughs> First Contact. Ooh. But it's no Star Trek 4. Well, I'd say the Star Trek Doesn't reboot has pissed the you off. in it. What say? <laughs> but I, it's got to be Back to the Future, though, surely. <laughs> we call it a draw. Hasn't it? We call it a draw. Yeah, that's the future and Star Trek 4. Star Trek 4. But, I mean, really. It, Best um, films are always number 4. <laughs> yeah, yeah, die Hard. Control. Die Hard Citizens 4. on patrol. Do, do, Die Hard do, 4, Jared. Do, 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 do. Citizens on patrol. Do, 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 do. Die Hard 4, Jared. Do, do. Anyway. Die Hard 4. The best films in the <laughs> 80s that were <laughs> four were always the best ones. Citizens Rocky 4. Yeah, you're right. Rocky 4. Citizens on patrol. Nice. I'm quite impressed we got through that without mentioning Hot, Hot, Hot Tub Time Machine. <laughs> it's lethal watching! <laughs> So that's the thing about the last art of the fourth call. Yeah, fourth call. <laughs> People were doing it so well. Future episode. It. Isn't, isn't it a quadrilogy or something? What, what? You know, the Aliens box set. It's called something. It's a quadrilogy. It's a real word. Mean. It's a real word. It's, yeah, it's, it's called it's not, the box set. It's on my box set, so it's a real word. Oh, right, okay. What's better, quadrilogy or saga? Gaggle. <laughs> a gaggle of Star Wars films. Quartet. 
Shut up, Martin. Quartet. <laughs> Shut up. Quartet probably is better. It sounds like a choir, though. A choir of exactly. aliens. Imagine an alien quartet. That'd be choir amazing. of aliens. <laughs> an alien barbershop quartet. I, I see the podcast humming along <laughs> as it normally does. As slick as ever. <laughs> anyway, well, there's a new voice on the podcast. Introduce Hello. yourself. Hello. Hello. Not, no, not you, Jared. I know, <laughs> but I was replying. <laughs> God. Yes, uh, Ben Thomas from the Do You Invert is back on the podcast. I've come bearing quiz. Whoa! <laughs> oh, God. Quizmaster's here. So, so what? So, I don't accidentally just say a whole load of questions you've already covered. Give me a summary of the podcast so far and what you've discussed. All um, of the time travel films. Okay, that's going to be a problem. <laughs> I, I All screwed good ones. Basically, it's so, quite a lot, isn't it? I was looking into it, and it's like it's like a list of the top fifty time travel. I I couldn't believe it. I thought I could only think about ten, but it was it was fifty. Relatively decent. Yeah, time but time. some of them are loose, loose, probably very loose kind of definitions. Like, what is it? Like, Wikipedia puts up like Minority Report and other things when we've already discussed and said they're not time travel. No, that was Martin saying that. My, <laughs> Wikipedia doesn't do I it. Was, I was imagining a completely different film. He was. Which I'm, I'll have to check if it exists. <laughs> do you know what? We didn't talk about this could well come up in your quiz and we, we missed it out completely. Time Bandits. How did we miss that? Oh, yeah, of course. With the time happens. Cast in the damn title. <laughs> <laughs> the best of time. Anyway. I can reveal that Time Bandits does not appear in today's quiz. Oh, oh. good one we missed. We, 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 what did we? What, what have we talked about for the last 20 minutes? We missed all the good ones. Frequency. And Superman. Yeah. Okay, and Superman the movie. Yep. Why haven't we talked about that? And all of the Planet of the Apes films. Anyway. That's true. Quiz. Anyway, quiz well, yeah. Let, let, let me chuck this idea out there. Let's do the quiz, and anything that comes up in the quiz that's of interest, maybe sparks a film that we haven't thought of, we can then discuss after the quiz. Okay, then. Smooth. Philadelphia Smooth. Experiment 2, that was so rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Is that the one with Tom Hanks? No. No. <laughs> it's poop. Anyway. Uh, it's a cheese joke there. Right. How how do you want to do this? Do you want to go through all the questions? There are um, 13 questions. Wow. So we can either go through the... Or we can do a question at a time and then just give the answer straight after it. Let's do that. Let's do that. Let's do that. Let's do that. All right. Qu- quiz me, baby, one more time. Okay, are you ready for quiz? <laughs> yes. I was born ready. Okay, they start they start easy and they get harder as they go along. Right, question one. Question one. True or false, was Back to the Future Michael J. Fox's highest grossing film? False. Is is this to all of us? Yeah. False. I'm going to say false. I'm going to say false. You're going to say false. Right, name his higher grossing film he appeared in than Back to the Future. Secret of My Success. Rubbish. Of course it's his highest grossing film. Oh, is it? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> God, I can't believe mild. Back to the Future got higher than Secret of My Success Alright, okay Check this one out then Question 2 Was the domestic, the US gross of Back to the Future 2 and 3 combined Was that bigger or smaller than the domestic gross for Back to the Future 1? I'm going to say smaller now Well, yeah, No, I'm going to say smaller <laughs> 
you're you're all going for smaller. Yeah, you're correct. Yeah. Yes! The, combined, the combined gross of the second two Back to the Future movies was two hundred and six million dollars. How did that work? Whereas Back to the Future One made two hundred and ten million dollars. Wow. That's crazy. But we've all, crazy. we've all got a point. Law of diminishing returns. The only thing I can think of is that two put people off, maybe. But two was good. Yeah, but I mean, what the was, number two? It was yeah. so different. I think it probably might have put some people off. The there was a bit two. of a gap, wasn't there, between does the first feel, one and the second one? Does feel like an incomplete film, I think, hmm. which is obviously because it was supposed to be just two films, and then they had to split it because it was so much stuff. Well, wasn't it like one of the first films that was kind of done in that way, back. back to back thing? Because I don't remember well, yeah, any kind of films. It doing was that originally before. supposed to be just one film, but yeah. I think when they realised it, they were like, "Well, it's just far too much for one film." Hmm. Yeah, that's true. So. Right, question three. Gotta tell you, baby, come on over. This is our night. Which time travel film am I referring to? <laughs> what? I'm going to say that again. Gotta tell you, baby, come on over. This is our night. Which time travel film am I referring to? And I'll give you a clue. Gerard should be able to... Well, he, he's, he's got more of a chance of getting it. The Philadelphia Experiment? <laughs> no. Hot, hot tub time machine. No. I am confused. Am I a time traveler? I'm just trying to think of something with J-Lo in. <laughs> okay, that's that's close. Think J-Lo, but think Gerard. Ben Affleck? Try and combine those two <laughs> concepts. It's a hideous, <laughs> hideous mental image, but try. <laughs> J-Lo. Me with a big ass. Hmm. And boobs. Out of time. Is that a film? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> just say the word time. J-Lo, time traveling. Right. What if I... What if I say it's a? Uh, it has a connection to an Irish singer. Some oh, the time machine, Samantha Bumba. That's it. That's the oh, one. Oh, the time oh. machine. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Ah. Yeah. That wasn't Inter- a good I film. Actually, I actually saw that at the cinema. I didn't think it was too bad at the time, but I've never watched it again. I don't know. It was on Channel Five a couple weeks ago, and yeah, it, it is that bad. It is bad. All right. It okay. Is. <laughs> it's not good. All right. Question four. Yeah. I'm going to give you three Bruce Willis films, one of which is a time travel film. Which one of these do you think has the highest Metacritic rating? Ooh. I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you Looper, Die Hard Two, or Sixth Sense. Which of those three is films do you think is the highest Metacritic or user? No, uh, highest critics rating. Critic rating. Sixth Sense. <sighs> yeah, yeah I'll go with Sixth Sense. Amazingly. Looper has a critics rating of 84, Die Hard 2 has 64, and Sixth Sense has 64 as well. Oh, really? Wow. That's surprising because everyone was all up the bum of the Sixth Sense when it came out. Maybe, maybe it's time. Maybe it's just the time because obviously everyone knows the whole twist by now. Yeah, but so. like, is Metacritic critic readings not from at the time? Maybe. I, I think there's far less reviews, so they must have gone back maybe and pulled old, old print yeah. reviews. Yeah. No, I was quite surprised at that. That is well, surprising, actually. Yeah, and and mm-hmm. what did we think of Looper? You what you watched it recently? Yeah, we did mm-hmm. talk about that. We liked yeah, it. I enjoyed it. Excellent. Yeah. It didn't make any sense at all, though, did it? Really? <laughs> yeah, but we we don't care what the time okay. travel bit is. Okay, I just thought of all time travel movies. That one made even less sense than normal. Even less sense than Primer. Oh no! Well, we're getting on to that, and that's question five. Primer. Oh, look, what a segue. Primer cost $7,000 to make, allegedly, though apparently it did cost slightly more than that. How much did it earn at the domestic US box office to the nearest million? One. 
Three. Yeah. Yeah, Phil, we need to discuss nearest million. Uh, no, I mean... <laughs> Screw you! <laughs> Phil and his GCSE maths. Coming. <laughs> well, actually, strictly speaking, to the nearest million, it earned, it earned nothing. It earned less than half a million at the box office. $460,000. Oh, which I, is surprising. I win. Because it is, uh, it is certainly it's a cult classic. It's too culty. That's, the, that's that film's problem. It's too... It doesn't let the audience into the film unless you're like a, some kind of physics savant kind of grade level. Well, it does for the first two thirds, but by the end, it just gets a little bit silly, I think. Yeah. But yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. All right. Question six. What was the first ever time travel movie made? And if you can't answer that, you can probably guess a second. Um, the mo- The first time travel movie, I'm going to say... Was was it the time machine? I'd say that second. Yeah, Mr. Kilbain, bang on the money there. The time machine was the second, probably, arguably the second one, nineteen sixty. I'm going to say it was. I'll give you. I'll give you the description of the film. It's nineteen forty nine film. Is loosely based on Mark Twain's classic, in which a mechanic, Bing Crosby, is knocked out and wakes up in the land of King uh, Arthur. Oh, a spaceman in King Arthur's court. No, not a spaceman. Close. A boy in King Arthur's court? Kid a, in King no. Arthur's court? It's it's a, some, can, a, Canadian, a Connecticut Yankee? Oh, oh, oh. Great, bloody hell. Man of film. Yeah, yeah, I can't Connecticut believe you got Yankee. that. Yeah, Connecticut oh, Yankee, that, King Arthur's that, Was court. that a Disney film? No, if it's a Bob Hope film, probably not. But that Spaceman film, that was like early 80s, that was. Which was I'm the impressed. same idea. That's what I'm here for. Non-Wikipedia right. non- as well, bitches. Question, question seven that um, I'm expecting uh, Martin to come into his own here. <laughs> you probably already covered this. Four, four Star Trek films that feature time travel. Yeah. Okay. Four, uh, eight which is First Contact, and obviously The Voyage Home. Um, let me think. Star Trek, the reboot. Yeah. And... Well, generations, generations could be argued because of the whole... Yeah, Nexus okay, well, it, it probably is. That is not... I'm... Yeah, I'm allowing Generations in. And obviously one. Star Trek, the new one. And obviously the new one, yeah, that's it. New one, First Contact, four, and Generations. And are we saying that of those four is the best? Yes, because of the yes, weapons. Because Ooh. of the is weapons. Four, is four better than the reboot? Yes. Four is best for now. Four is aged. Has the eighties. It is yeah. funny, but and I still say first contact. I've still got love for first contact. First contact's good. Yeah, first contact's good. But yeah. you'll remember in Star Trek Four, Shatner punches a whale. No, he doesn't. Okay. Yeah, he does. In my head, he does. <laughs> <laughs> How do you think? Sure. Punch. <laughs> <laughs> How, yeah. how do you think he gets the whales out of the Klingon ship as it's sinking? Punch! His, his wig provides a sponge. <laughs> Shatner <laughs> punch, 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 punch. Shatner punch. Right, question eight. Name a time travel film that featured Gary Oldman and William Hurt. Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman. Oh, I know this one. Oh, oh, I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. Yeah, it is. Is it... Can I say it? Can I say it? Lost in space. Oh, 
Yeah, I was thinking John Hurt, William Hurt. Yeah. Yeah, you got your what did you think up. it was? I, uh, when you said Hurt, uh, in my head I had John Hurt. <laughs> right. Well, what did you think this film was? Lost in Space. Yes. Yes, that's it. Lost in Space. Good yeah. soundtrack. Yeah. Hurt. The crapper Hurt. <laughs> right. Okay, you should all get this one. I need to name the film. Question nine. Um, in what film? In 2004, uh, Max Walker is an agent of the Time Enforcement Commission. Time Cop. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that one was too easy. Bang. Time Cop. Time Cop. Right. Talked about it. Awesome. Is that the film okay. or the TV series, though? Film. That's the film. Because the TV the series, series starred fucking Joe McAverage. Question 10. Right, in which film, which film featured the Omega device, a device that could turn back time by 13 seconds? That seems that quite... was, wasn't that source code? No, no, because it's seven minutes or something. Eight minutes. Oh, yeah, that's right. Thirty. The omega. Thirty seconds. Thirteen yes. seconds. Thirteen seconds. Thirteen seconds. The shittest time machine ever. It's not the omega uh, man because that's thingy in the future. Nothing to do with time travel. No, it's not um, at all. No. Oh no 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 no! It's, it's Galaxy Quest. Yes, excellent. Galaxy Quest. I totally forgot that. Everything else is the worst time travel ever. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even do the lot with that. <laughs> right. Well, play, well Actually, I've only, got two, I've only got two questions left. Don't know why I said it's 13. If, if, if I had a time machine, that's all I would use it for, <laughs> just to win the Euro millions. And they'd be like, <laughs> bugger it. <laughs> Didn't Primer deal with the fallout from that approach to time travel, though? Is doing that sort of thing always goes horribly wrong. I mean, for both, me, it wouldn't. Ends up with you injecting yeah. your own milk with yeah. <laughs> yeah, deal with that. Okay, there's only two questions left. I made a horrible mistake. Right, question 11. <laughs> I want you to connect Superman 2 and Jurassic Park via a time travel connection. Ooh. You went too far. It's <laughs> a <laughs> prehistoric age. <laughs> Superman 2? Superman 2. There's a connection between Superman 2 and Jurassic Park via a time travel connection. What is it? Ooh. And it's a pretty shit connection as well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not shit in logical sense, shit in uh, the movie sense. It's, it's not... The only connection I can think is, although he didn't do all of it, John Williams did the score. No, uh, it's not the music. And, and he has a time machine. And Are somebody time twins like in Biggles? <laughs> yeah. oh, I forgot Biggles. Gene Hackman time twins. Right, I'm going to start you off with uh, who, who directed, well, who did the decent version of Superman 2? Richard Donner. Oh, Time... Excellent. Time... Timeline? Timeline, shite fella. Yeah. Which yeah. has... Um, Billy Connolly, who and, played oh, the voice oh, of the T-Rex. Connect me timeline to Jurassic Park. Think outside the box, literally and figuratively. <laughs> it's, um, this makes no sense. It has um, Ethan Embry in it. No. More abstract, come on. Um, They're both set in a park. If I said, if I said, say, yeah, if you said timeline in Jurassic Park to to like oh, a Michael Crichton, who wasn't obsessed Michael with Crichton, film. Michael Crichton, well done, Phil. Well he wrote done. the book. He wrote the books. Right, of course. Ah! Phil is knocking it out of the park Look tonight. At that. The Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> right, here's your last question. If okay. you can get this, then we may as well just shut down the website, <laughs> go home because this is uh, right. Right, this is tough. 
Okay, listen carefully. Cryptic clue. Oh no! Why might listen? Why might why might a gross Haplerini suborder be interested in Chris Marker's 1962 short film Le Jeté? What the <laughs> hell? Bring in Oops. the hard questions. Chris Haplerini. Right. Listen it once again. Why might a gross Haplerini suborder be interested in Chris Marker's 1962 short film Le Jeté? Gross Haplerini suborder. Suborder. You need to now, start thinking there. Is is the uh, Le Jeté the film which is like a relationship backwards in photographs? Uh, it could be. Jeté. I. J E T T. J J E is I. Is it not? Or it's a singular, like me or something? Is it not? Don't worry about that. Go back to gross haplerini suborder. I'm googling that shit. Gross haplerini suborder. Enter. I'm not even sure they were. It's a monkey. An ape. Twelve monkeys. Excellent. Uh, so Child Monkeys was based on that old film, that old short film. It was. Je te. Uh, and a gross is a dungeon, hey. isn't it? A gross is 12. And a gross is 12. Phil is picking it apart. Picking it apart oh, now. Je te. Je, oh. je te. So that's yeah. where the original idea for Child Monkeys came from. It's based je on a short te. film. As in J-E-T-E? Look at the Child Monkeys Wikipedia. You'll find it on there. 12. It is. It inspired the tw- inspired 12 Monkeys. Yeah. Well, that was a good well, question, I mean, It was. I was quite pleased. That. It worked a little bit yeah. better in text than it did verbally. <laughs> yeah. Okay, what the hell? Because we ain't French. <laughs> yeah, brought everything. Brought a bit of French in there. Brought a oh, bit of biology in there. La jete. Oh, it's not je. As in a, uh... oh, look at the Irish guy telling the French guy how to speak. La jete. La jete. That, that's a good quiz. I don't know who won, though. No I one think did. Phil won that, win. Think. You know what yeah, wins? I think Phil won that. Time travel Who got the Galaxy Quest question? Martin. Mine did. All right. Who got time uh, up? Me. <laughs> <laughs> who got Superman 2 and Jurassic Park? That was Phil, wasn't it? Phil. Kind of. Yeah, Michael Crichton. Phil kind of got the last one. It's between Martin and Phil with Gerard a distant third player. <laughs> <laughs> Can't cut, bitches. <laughs> he doesn't care. Oh no, He's... Phil got a Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's Court. <laughs> okay, Phil wins. Yes! Um, Bloody love quizzes. I haven't got anything. I haven't got anything else. If you expect me to save the podcast, <laughs> <laughs> that's all I've got. I've chucked the life raft out. If you can't swim to it, then. Well, see, we've already talked about everything anyway, so yeah, we're wrapping up now because we've got to be finished. We've run out of time. Oh, Martin, you beauty! Well, before we go, can anybody remember? I've got this vague—you you probably know what this film is. I've got this vague thing of a film I used to watch at my grandma's house all the time. Something to do with a, a modern aircraft carrier losing its Philadelphia plane. experiment. There you go, Jared. Is that Philadelphia experiment? Yeah, I fucking love it. Good. I don't think it. I don't think it is. It is. Like, the it entire is. now the aircraft carrier is chucked back in time before the before the Japanese. Oh no, that's Pearl a different Harbor. one. Well, that's something oh, else. That's the um. That's um. Ooh, ooh, I was it's an eighties ish one. Yeah, hold on. I'll tell you what that is. No, the final that countdown. Is, um, I watched the trailer for that the other day because I had never heard of it when I was like reading up, you know, like looking up time travel films. The final countdown. The final countdown. Yes, that's it. 
with, is with, that is that awesome? Because I remember watching that like forty times in a row or something. But <laughs> I I haven't seen it yet. But I watched the trailer and was like, it's got Kirk Douglas and Martin Sheen, and it looks like they go back and just decide to fuck up time. So <laughs> okay, but yeah, it's, I mean that be... surely is a film that has to be made, isn't it? Again, a remake where, where modern like modern military hardware gets transported back in time to fuck up some Nazis or something. I mean, <laughs> wasn't there going to be that writes itself? It's like the trailer just is like they destroyed Pearl Harbor, but we're going to do them first. See, I, I still think they should do a Terminator where they send a Terminator back to the Wild West. I think that'd be fucking amazing. <laughs> wasn't there a film that was going to be made from some Reddit posts, which was basically like yeah, they are uh, like a modern um, like armies being drawn from old points in history to fight, like Romans versus yeah, that, Navy Seals and stuff. Happening. Yeah. But that, that, should be, that should be the homework for the next show is watch the final countdown. Okay. I won't do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to do it. I'm going to watch the final countdown. Yeah, I'll do it. It's all right it's, for you, though. It's on down. Netflix or something, isn't it? I'm going to watch the Europe video. <laughs> well, now you said that, I've got to put the music in, haven't I? Go. And now that'll be playing underneath us for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> But we've only got uh, four minutes till Jared's got to go, apparently. So, all right. But that that was a good podcast. Thank you for the quiz, Ben. That was very kind. That was good. Yeah, quiz, thank you. Quizzy rascal. It was good. Quizzy rascal. Quizzy <laughs> rascal. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the, like the funniest thing you've ever said on yeah. any podcast. <laughs> 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 and, and I didn't even make it up. I ripped it off you something just, else. Oh, <laughs> I just thought you'd find me. You'd find me pulled something out of your ass about sixty or seventy podcasts in, and just. Just blew us away with comedic genius. <laughs> it's people, people, no, I didn't. Well, actually, no one would because no one listens. But anyway, that's <laughs> that true. That to ourselves. <laughs> Just ourselves, if if we're lucky. See that. Thank you for that, Benji. That's very kind. Thanks. Uh, and we'll uh, we'll watch the final countdown for our homework, won't we, Jared? Do, 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 do. It sounds like I have to go. It sounds like you've, you've suddenly got very yeah. cliquey. And no, like, we're, we're, getting, we're getting close to podcasts. Cause, uh, my mummy and daddy need to go and do something important, <laughs> so you go off <laughs> go off somewhere while we do that, and then yeah, maybe come later. Me, me, really and ben, has escaped. me and Ben are mummy and daddy, and Jared and Martin are the kids. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Where did we go wrong, Phil? Where <laughs> <did> we... <laughs> Shouldn't have had the second one, that's the thing. Shouldn't have had the second one. But uh, yeah, uh, if Martin. You... Yes! <laughs> I'm older. <laughs> Oh, God. There should be some more videos up by the time the next podcast comes around as well. I'm trying to get one finished, at least two finished about stuff. So they should go on the website at some point, aboutteducation.com, if you haven't looked at the website before. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> Why is it going oh, my. Okay, yeah, we're still closing it, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, Jesus. Bye, everybody. <laughs> oh, bye, then. Bye. Lethal Watching was brought to you by Phil Doyle and Gerard Boyle. I'm Martin Gobian. In association with abadeducation.com. <laughs>